0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: Yes, we have Amanda Page Cornette back with us on the show. She is a singer, songwriter, and actress who is bringing her unique blend of Southern rock and soul to Nashville. We are going to talk about her new song and music video for Dreamcatcher, along with everything else that she's up to. <laughs>
0: And we're excited to have yes. her on. So welcome to the show.
1: Yes, Thank welcome. you. Glad to be
2: back.
0: So like I started, I think, last year on the show, I'm going to start oh, again yes. the same way. <laughs> How has COVID affected you? And what have you done to get through this?
2: Well, it definitely affected work quite a bit. And it definitely affected touring. Um, for a long time, places were afraid to book out too long because they were afraid that they'd have to shut down. So now right. it's kind of a competition of, so many people are trying to book and they're you know everybody's trying to book so it's hard to get bookings right now because everybody's trying to get back out there which is a good problem to have i guess but it's <laughs> yeah. you know it's one of those things i kept writing throughout the whole thing and i tried to just keep moving forward and with doing music videos and releasing stuff as much as i could just to try to keep the the ball rolling so yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah, that's like us, you know, like we told you last time, you know, we, you know, we started January 2020 with the show and our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews our first year. And we thought if we could do that, be a great foundation and then COVID happens. And mm-hmm. as I'm watching this industry get <laughs> shut down, I was like, um, you know, this might be our time to shine because, you know, people mm-hmm. who normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, And so we just started reaching out to everybody. We had
1: no idea (laughs) where where it was going to go, how it was going to evolve. And here we are. The guest would be.
0: Almost 500 interviews now to date.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) You know, speaking of that, you know, what exciting things happened through the pandemic for you? Because, you know, everybody has one silver lining. Yeah,
1: everybody had to make the best of the situation that they could. Well, there are there were a lot of things that happened
2: during the pandemic that were in perspective to me much worse than the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some mm-hmm. friends, family friends and stuff. So really, um perspective is everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So really
2: cherishing your friends and family. If yes. friend, my best friend lost five family members in wow. um, a plane awesome. crash. So the pandemic was nothing compared to that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going through that was that was even though I'm adjacent, I'm not exactly a family member. It was it was very, it's been very tough with that. So it's perspective. Yeah. So anything else is not too bad. Hi.
0: And to understand that. You know, I when understand. you're at, when you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go up.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did get a puppy too. I know everybody got dogs during the pandemic. But.
1: Oh, awesome!
0: So a lot of people ask, um, when did you know you wanted to become an artist and do music? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you?
2: The first time that I played one of my original songs, I was, I was somewhere between 13 and 15. Um, I was at Lake Alaska on a, like, a youth camp retreat. And I had somebody else play guitar for me, but it was the first time I got to get up on stage and sing an original song in front of a crowd. Oh, wow. And that was the moment I knew that this is what I'm meant to do. Wow. Um, cause I, I'd, I'd been writing for a long time and stuff like that, but there was, that feeling was just incredible. And the, the reception it got was awesome too.
0: Now we looked at your bio and you've done a little acting too, haven't you?
1: I do a little acting here and there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about how that came yes, to be.
1: And some of the projects that you've worked in.
2: Uh, well, I've been acting probably as long as I can remember. Um, My preschool teacher would tell you I was very animated as a child, even with my (laughs) eye rolling that I used to get in trouble for, (laughs) allegedly. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think that music and acting go hand in hand. If you're going to really be able to emote the emotion of a song, you need to be able to put yourself in that position to feel it. So I think it's very integral to being an entertainer. Um, But I've gotten to do some fun things, some small commercials, some independent films, um, it helps with my music videos as well. I got to be in a a bigger independent film, Junkyard Dog. um oh, right. oh, play yeah. myself. That was cool. So awesome. with Zivica Fox, she came up and interrupted oh, me on stage, which was kind of
1: awesome. <laughs> oh,
0: so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're so right about that, though. When, when, you know, we've interviewed a lot of artists and really they're actors in disguise. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And the <laughs> ones that aren't very good at it, you can tell.
0: love especially if they play the part in the video
2: right (laughs) right right you got to be able to act it out and if you can't you got to hire somebody to act that scene out (laughs) exactly
0: love that so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of um, music
2: well I love hanging out with my dogs going hiking do anything exercise wise Mm -hmm. um I'm also into making earrings feather earrings
1: oh very cool and uh,
2: i also do some carving um i'm a part of a mission trip every summer in south carolina where we work on people's homes to make them warm safe and dry hopefully it'll be back on next year and so i've learned a lot of skills from that that i have used to make things make bookshelves make guitar case holders make little carvings of things little guitars and crosses and such
0: oh wow (laughs) <laughs> so, what would you say is something quirky about you?
2: Um all of the above <laughs> um, well, I don't know very many women who have their own reefing nail gun.
0: Oh wow,, Ooh. that would be it, huh? yeah, but I
2: don't know if that's quirky about me. It's just very unusual, but um
0: <laughs> or quirky, unusual, I mean they mean yeah, the same I, thing,
2: yeah, I think that I think that there's no such thing as normal as my friend Tracy always says. Normal is the setting mm-hmm. on the dryer. Yes.
0: <laughs> and who wants to be normal?
2: Yeah, right. who
1: wants to be that?
0: Yeah, like nobody, you
2: know, nobody who's normal ever made history. Just like
0: yeah. nobody
3: boring. <laughs> exactly,
0: I mean, if we yeah. was going to be normal, we would have regular nine to five jobs. We wouldn't be together right. all the time. We wouldn't homeschool little Chris. We would yeah. you know, we wouldn't be doing this show. So if we wanted to be normal,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't want that.
1: It's easy
2: to be normal. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> it's hard to be Not normal to be extraordinary. Yes, I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of that and hard and all, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory behind like a Blake Shelton, a Miranda, a Carrie. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level within entertainment and music. And I always want to talk about that because I think sometimes people gloss over that and they dive into music and thinking, oh, this will be easy for me. I got the talent, but it takes so much more than talent to make it this day and time. So let's talk about that. What are some of the sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are today?
2: Well, I think that one thing is it's being in the entertainment business. And as far as relationships go, very few people understand that it's not a hobby. It's a career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that creative side or initially they'll think it's kind of cool. And then they're like, oh, wait, I want a more normal lifestyle. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's not for me. You know, my calling is different than others. And so it takes I think it takes a special person and special people to be in the entertainment business and stick it out. Um, and, and recognize that it's not just a hobby, that it's something that you can make a career
0: And it's not but overnight. I think that,
2: yeah. And it's <laughs> definitely not overnight. I, I came to Nashville <laughs> knowing the average overnight success was like seven years at the time. And,
0: <laughs> and they, they call it a 10 like, year city for a reason.
2: Yes. yes. And there, you know, the good thing about that was I came in with that attitude, knowing that it was not going to be, Quick and easy. A lot of people, I think, come in. They're the hottest thing in their small town. And they come mm-hmm. in and think it's gonna be easy, and then they get really bogged down and they go back home. And mm-hmm. I came in with the attitude of, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn before I get to a point where I'm ready to make my first album. Where I'm ready to like really start branching out. And yeah. thankfully, I did wait. It may be longer than I really wanted to, but it was yeah. probably
1: good yeah.
0: timing. And, you know, the pandemic really made people soul search if music was really what they wanted to do. Yeah, that's
1: really their call.
0: I think that might have been a plus for a lot of people, because, again, like you said, it takes a special person to be in entertainment world. And if you just want the glitter of it, you know, (laughs) you're probably never going to make it. So the pandemic may have caused a lot of those to say, you know what, I'm packing up and leaving.
2: Absolutely, it could have. I luckily had my little come to Jesus moment a few years ago after I had a bad car wreck, ended up having double hand surgery. I had laryngitis for about nine Mm. months, wasn't sure I was going to ever get my voice back. Thankfully, I found a great voice coach and she saved me, Liz Johnson, and a great guitar teacher and had hand surgery and I'm doing better. But that was when I kind of took that time to say, is this still what I'm meant to do? And yeah. I put a lot of prayer into it. Is this still what I'm meant to do? Why am I doing this? Kind of did a lot of you know, internal searching. And I was like, oh crap, I got jaded somehow. I'd been trying to avoid being jaded and somehow I had gotten there. So at that point I said, nope, I got to come up with a mission statement for my music, um, which I did to keep me centered on why I do this. Mm-hmm. So my mission yeah. is to create and execute authentic musical experiences people can deeply feel. And oh,
1: that's a great one.
2: And I printed yeah. it out when we went into the studio and I gave it to every single musician that played on the album, the producers, everybody that came in. I wanted them wow. to know this is why I'm here. It's not to do something for anybody else, it's because my band and I want to make great music that makes people feel something.
0: And that's what music's about because, again, yeah, you know, so- you, I want to feel almost every emotion in every song. Where if you're listening to it, I want to have parts where I feel happy parts that I feel mm-hmm. sad parts, you know, I'll, you know, e- even in real sad songs, you can still be happy in, you know, I want to feel. Right. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most important things. That's why going back to the acting, I feel like the best artists entertainers are ones who can emote that emotion and can actually relay that emotion <clears throat> through the song. And, I personally, since I was a little kid, could listen to a song and say, that singer doesn't have a clue what they're singing about. And it would <laughs> drive me nuts. And oh, well. and it's, it's so that's one of the things that I think is very important is to really be able to convey the emotion of, of the song.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong in the industry. You know, they, they want to be signed to these labels. Nothing wrong with that. If somebody wants to be signed to a big label, great but read the fine print. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because again, sometimes they labels, they want to make money. So they want to mold you into who they think can sell. And sometimes people give up who they are just so they can make that dollar.
2: And I know many people in town who have said, I tried to do what they wanted me to do, be this, be that. And I didn't have any success until I was just myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's, that's important. And and how
0: many times do you hear an interview with people like Toby Keith and the big ones out there where they talk about that they had to fight for these, some of the songs, that was who they are.
1: And then it becomes the biggest hits. The audiences would like, yeah, their biggest hits ever Then
2: Well, and that's one reason, like we went down to Muscle Shoals to cut our album and Mm -hmm. we wanted to make an album that we really love. Yeah and believed in, we didn't care if it was a Nashville album. We didn't care if it was a album for this person or this person. We wanted to make an album that we really thought the music was excellent. The songs were great and that we could put it all together and make a really well-rounded album.
0: Love that. And speaking of album, let's talk about it. Tell us a little bit about your new album.
2: Yeah. So My album is Front Porch Rebel and you can find it anywhere online. You can find it Spotify, Amazon, everywhere. You can go to amandapagecornette.com as well. Or noinpage.com, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll have the links to all of the music. Uh, you can also go to my YouTube or Instagram. We have we put out about four videos in the last year and a half. Thankfully, thankfully, I'd been working on those in 2019 and was able to keep rolling them out throughout the year. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: love that. <laughs> you know, you're going to perform a song for us today, are you not?
1: Sure. Uh, we'd love
2: that. We'd love to hear that.
0: And the floor is yours.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Tell us about the song.
2: Do you want to hear an an emotion like strong emotional song or more fun song? What do y'all want to hear?
1: Either one. Either one. Whatever you feel. Whatever you uh, feel feel. like doing. Yep.
2: Well, since we were talking about the emotional songs, maybe I'll I'll do that works.
1: Yep.
3: Good. One of the songs I
2: wrote down in Muscle Shoals. I wrote with Mark Narmore and Carl Holder. And on the album it's just it's a just piano and vocal and this was kind of one of the songs where i realized i'm getting my voice back (laughs) which was a great feeling so this is someone to miss me
1: awesome
3: to find someone to hold I don't need one who wants to control Would well, I could find somewhere to lay my head But I don't need a cold empty bed No I don't need a cold Empty bed. Sometimes I wish I had someone to miss me, someone who would worry if I didn't make it home, one who lives just to kiss me. Oh, I wish I had some. Oh, I wish I had someone to miss me. It's getting harder and harder to fight. Oh, a man with more than one thing on his mind, hand in my sand a little old-fashioned But I believe in true love and passion I believe in true love and passion Sometimes I wish I had Someone to miss me Someone who Get home to kiss me. Oh, I wish I had someone to miss me. Oh, I wish I had someone to miss me. to miss me oh, wow what
1: a
0: beautiful Thank song you. definitely love that. I loved it. <clears throat> it's definitely emotional got like, you yes. know we kind of can't Isn't relate it? to that because we have each other sandy and i have yeah, each other right. before
1: we met
2: Not each before. other
0: <laughs> we could, but,
2: exactly yeah. well yeah and you know a lot of people go through that phase in life yeah, and certainly.
0: So you know what's funny is I was her first boyfriend and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was married nineteen years now. That's awesome. Not so. fair, but awesome. <laughs> My now, parents just hit
0: fifty. Now oh, she wow. now she went through a lot of stuff at the first five years of our marriage because I went through nineteen years of addictions, mm. and by, but I've been sober now almost fourteen years. So
2: that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, so it wasn't fair for her at the beginning. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, well, if, if it but y'all worked it out together, so we yep. did.
0: Yep, she was we my angel that God sent. I was
1: supposed to. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people they see you as the artist, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, the teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. So take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
3: Well,
2: I have an amazing band, um, the Almost Angels band. I've been playing with um, two of the three of them for over 10 years, uh, Randall Scott Peterson and Sherry Peterson. And their brother, Sean Peterson, was one of our drummers, and we're using another guy right now as he's back in Georgia. But um, we've been playing together for a really long time, and they are an integral part of what my music has become. Uh, They are Mm -hmm. big in it. And so they played on the album. Uh, we practi- We did six months pre-production, Randy and I did. He was my co-producer and went from 32 songs down to 16, and we kept 15. And <laughs> once we had picked them, we made sure that we worked on the arrangements. Randy's a great melody guy, and I'm a stronger lyricist, so he wanted to make sure all the melodies were unique and great, and I wanted to make sure all the lyrics were coming across that same way. So it was a good yin-yang. and. Yeah all four of us went down to the to muscle shoals and cut this 16 songs in two days. And then Randy and I stayed down and did overdubs with everybody else for the rest of the time. And it was, it was pretty magical. And I definitely, my sound would not be what it is if not for their influence. So I'm very, very thankful for
3: them.
0: Well, I love yeah. that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, yes, our nine year old. and Sandy's going to her. go get him. Okay. And, um, We've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in a show too, because we awesome. are a family affair. Awesome. <laughs> I can't imagine not doing this without family involved.
2: Well, like I said, we may have furry visitors. Because <clears throat> my fur children have a tendency to come in here when I'm doing things. And I was fresh she didn't come one of them didn't come in while I was singing because she likes to sing along. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny.
2: If only I, mean, I could get her to do it in time and in, in key. That's what we're working yeah.
0: on. Yeah. Then you can create a whole show.
2: I can take her on the road with me then. She does try <laughs> to mimic me, but she's, she sometimes just gets in the habit of, oh, we're singing? Okay. Let's just keep singing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like you watch um, America's Got Talent and you see them tr- have the dogs that are trained and other animals and you're like, how in the world?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm working on it. Every time I warm up, she starts singing with me and I'm trying to get her to, to mimic it.
0: <laughs> then you have to go on America's Got Talent
2: oh my gosh that would be crazy (laughs) hi
3: hi man so what's your favorite food
2: what's my favorite food
3: oh gosh
2: i would say is ice cream count peanut butter
3: yeah
0: yeah
2: Eh? ice cream and peanut butter together
0: how's that sound
3: (laughs) Ooh, that sounds great
2: (laughs) right yeah Yeah. i'm gonna go with that that's what i'm gonna go with (laughs)
0: yeah and what's yours
2: is pizza. pizza. Okay. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I know it should
2: be a like pizza. a better answer, but I like uh, lots and lots and lots of different foods. So, but I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could live without peanut butter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what's for a TV show? Ooh. Hmm.
2: That's a good question. I watch a lot of like criminal drama, crime dramas and stuff like NCIS. Oh, but... And um, then I but I also watch like Grey's Anatomy and stuff. But I like the ones where I get to actually think about try to figure out who's who's <laughs> the bad guy really early on and see if I can figure it out before they reveal it. So
0: and what's funny is sometimes you fit you, at the beginning you 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 got this idea of who it is and then you change your mind later and then you find then you realize oh it was who you originally thought.
2: Right. <laughs> and then there are some, you know, like trashy TV shows that like you know, like Tiger King that got us all through the pandemic. But it was so amazing that you couldn't turn away because it was like, mm-hmm. is this real? Is this really real life? Are these real people? But <laughs> it was so entertaining. Like, I think that any adult that went through the pandemic is going to say, Tiger King, Joe Exotic helped keep me sane during the
0: pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes, Sandy and I are like big reality fans Oh, we are. even though yeah. we know it's still there's reality. really not much reality yeah. to them but still we're reality okay. junkies yeah.
2: i love survivor and big brother big brother's my like guilty pleasure in the summer <laughs> so
0: <laughs> all right oh, and what's yours oh. my spongebob
2: okay spongebob square pants
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> do you know the theme song
1: oh you know it don't
3: you, you know yes the yes yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: i know the first few lines of it and then i get lost so yeah
0: and and you know and with that you know he watches a lot of nickelodeon and disney shows so it's been cool to where we've been able to bring on a lot of people from his shows onto our show too
2: That's awesome does he get to do the most half the most of the interview with those people yeah
1: awesome sometimes cool
0: he does us three questions, but you know, he would probably do the whole interview if we wanted he to. Would,
1: yeah. That's awesome. We're going to yeah. set
0: something up next summer for him yeah. to do. though has his own show, so we'll see. Sweet. what How you yep. hey, like that?
3: Soon. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's it a fairy movie?
2: Oh, so my two top, I guess, favorite movies are the original Annie mm.
0: and Almost wow. Famous ah that's a good
2: one so but the original annie i refuse to watch the new one but <laughs> <laughs> you don't
0: want to mess it up right
2: you know i just i don't think you can beat a carol burnett you know miss hannigan and um I almost angels it. is just or i mean almost uh famous is just another just great music movie <laughs> as well.
0: and yours? Oh, you
3: minions movie
2: oh okay i got to ride the minions ride at universal last year was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, he had a yeah. long line.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wants to eventually go to all that, and oh, I don't yeah. like long lines, so I guess I'll have no choice. All right. Bye. Thanks.
2: Have a good he's one. He's even he got. got oh yeah, yeah, I see it. He's got your shirt on too.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's got a bunch of minion shirts he always wears. <laughs> so, if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be?
3: Well,
2: I've I've always had two answers, and one of them unfortunately passed away, so it's not a possibility More. anymore. But um, Charlie Daniels and Pink. Oh wow! Oh,
0: that yeah. and that's both extremes, right? Yeah, which yeah, I mean, is a Met, which is awesome.
2: But Love if you that. think about it, they're both like their their artistic ability and their yeah. lyrics. Yep. Their lyrics are both just extremely raw and real, real life, and mm-hmm. um, they're both great storytellers and they're both yep. they're both just very pink's very raw but i think charlie daniels was also kind of one of the rebels of music for a long oh, time At This
0: <laughs> time, time he was raw and rebel like i mean said. the rebels of
2: music are the ones that i've always i've always um <laughs> gone towards so <clears throat>
0: yes and and you know we wanted so bad to get Charlie Daniels on our show and we were working on that before he passed away. So it was, you know, we were like, Oh no, you know,
2: Right. I got to do a, a, a friend of mine has a a benefit company um, called the James best foundation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. benefit company. I mean, charity, I guess (laughs) it's kind of like make a wish, but it's for adults that have terminal illnesses. Oh, wow. And we got to, I got to be a part of going and playing and having a Christmas party for a gentleman who had been a long time veteran who remembered seeing Charlie <laughs> Daniels when he was overseas?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: we actually got Charlie Daniels to call him. Oh wow! For his the family's Christmas party, which was the thinking like early November because we didn't know how long he would be around. And Charlie talked to him for like thirty minutes, and he said, "Oh yeah, I saw you when we were over there." And Charlie said, "Oh, were you with this unit?" And he said, "Yeah." And the fact that Charlie could still remember that it was wow. it was wow pretty amazing i had i only got to meet him once and and it was at a titans game but you know he's the guy i wanted my grandfather to be all the time i always wanted him to be my granddad
0: (laughs) now this question probably has a thousand answers but just think of the first thing that pops in your head but what's a song you've heard you wish you wrote
2: oh gosh there's lots of them (laughs) exactly i'd say um hmm. And there's lots of them in for different reasons.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I heard one this summer that I thought was awful, but I wish I'd written it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's popular.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're like, okay, if that could have got in uh, um, Luke Combs or Blake Shelton's hands. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I want to write that.
2: Heck yeah. But, um, and this one was like a lot, much more vague one, but it was very oh, well. specific to Nashville. But yeah. Um, I love the song Smile, oh, okay. um, old, old song. And it's um, there's something about it, though. Just so simple. But there are a lot of those songs, like even like The Chair, um, George Drake. Mm-hmm. Oh, there line. are a lot of songs mm-hmm. that a lot of Doug Stone songs that I've listened uh, to oh, yes, like, that are off in a pine right, box. Me. A lot of the imagery that he used was so, so excellent.
0: So back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before yes. she was Kelsey. Um, and one of the questions we asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us was to the T of what she's living now. Awesome. I mean, she knew where she, she was going. She had it planned sure. out. She had planned out. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years?
2: I want to be surviving on music and entertaining people around the world. and sharing my talents with people and hopefully helping people get through things and relate and enjoying life and just living it. Cause what's the point of being alive if you're not going to
0: live it? Exactly. So
2: but true. cool yeah. thing about Kelsey is actually, <laughs> I was on the staff of songwriter girl camp and wow. she was okay. either, she was somewhere in that age range, 13 to 15, somewhere in there.
3: Oh, wow. um, and
2: she came to songwriter girl camp and I think she won song of the year Oh, um, wow. At her camp, her oh,
3: song
2: of the I camp, and uh, oh, we wow. got to know. I got to chill with her a little bit before she was who she is now. So that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's a wow. pretty cool story. That's I love cool. that because oh, yes. again, and you never know. You know, you're you're around people, and you see that they have talent, and you have talent, and then all of a sudden you see them explode, and you're like, okay, I know them.
3: <laughs> yeah, and a
2: couple of my uh, one of my co-writers actually is one of the guys that has written a couple of her top songs with her, so. Wow, wow.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, we, we had one of our co-writes, um, Lance. Oh, yeah,
2: Lance Carpenter. Lance
0: Carpenter yeah, Lance, that's who I was times. talking about.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Yeah, he's come on Funny twice. story,
2: Lance saved my life one day.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Oh, tell us a little more
2: about <laughs> we that. Were out, we were out on a lake on a buddy's, like, um, jet skis, and yeah. we had switched, so I was driving, and he was behind me, and... The guy behind us was following way too closely and my hat flew off and I stopped and the guy literally jumped and hit Lance in oh, the back. Wow. Thankfully, wow. not on the spine. But if it had been me, I probably would have been dead. But oh wow. <laughs> so we kind of joked that he saved my life that day.
0: So. <laughs> yes. You know, a crazy um, I guess, snowmobile story I remember, um, kind of with go along with jet skis, is um I knew that this guy, a big business executive, him and like seven people were went out um, thinking Alaska or some somewhere up north. And um, they were all on their the thing. And, and most people, most of them didn't have never ridden before, except the front guy. And, and they were <laughs> and from what I understand, they were doing about 70 mile an hour over this lake. And the first guy which knew it, how to handle it said that it, he got to a point to where he felt like, um he could tell that the lake unfroze oh, and he, nice and was
1: thin, Yeah. he said,
0: all he <clears> could <throat> think about was he prayed that he said, these, said, these guys don't know what they're doing. He said, I hope they don't let off the gas because it'll, we'll probably be fine if nobody lets off the gas, If you know? And he said, they all made it across, but he'd have felt so bad taking, you know, oh, these yeah. people that are worth a billion dollars out on out Ooh. and have this journey and then they don't make it.
2: Right. That would be awful.
0: But he said that was, yeah. a, I think he said there was a good about 50 feet of where it was no ice. They just didn't know it because oh, it was dark.
3: Ooh, I
0: don't
2: think I would want to know at that point.
0: I think I would <laughs> Yeah, yeah know that's it.
2: one
0: of them. And <laughs> he said when he got, when they got on the other side and they all stopped, he told, asked them, did you know what happened back there? And nobody knew except him. And he told him. Awesome. So, you know, they all got kind of a, I bet it yeah. made them like like the pandemic did for a lot of people. It probably made them reflect on their life and I'll say, okay, we got to do something.
2: But when you know. don't
1: know it's happening, it's not nearly <laughs> it's as scary as if you do know it's happening.
0: Hi. <laughs> hey, Joe. There's our buddy, Joe.
1: Oh, yes. Hi, Joe.
0: <clears throat> so. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Uh, I,
2: have so... I typically only write by myself these days when I have like emotional highs or lows. Um, but otherwise I listen all the time. Like if you are friends with a songwriter, you ought to be aware of what you say because it could become immortalized to <laughs> a song. Uh, yes. <laughs> to you. Um, I'm always listening and always thinking and hearing, I'll hear people talking in a restaurant even, and they'll say something that I don't even know the context of, but what they said is cool or, you know, I have a song I wrote with um, Jan Buckingham called Not Enough Beer for That. And I had so I was listening to a girl say, oh, I couldn't go to one of those a Green Bay football game in the middle of the winter. There's not enough beer for that. No, we took but we took that that's and good turned good. it into a song. You know, there's not enough beer on tap to ever drink you back, you know, kind of thing. And we changed wow. it into a a different type of song so it doesn't yeah. mean it has to be in the same context but right anything that's catchy that like catches my brain is is inspiring but also people i mean seeing you know different people are inspiring like their stories and um i think it's important to like really get to talk to people of different backgrounds and different you know financial backgrounds different
3: mm-hmm.
2: ages everything because they all have different stories and i think you can draw yeah. a lot of inspiration from that as well
0: and that's why we love Absolutely. our show because you know yes. we, we've had all different backgrounds all in entertainment, all yes. walks of life. We have had from CEOs to yep. to um, artists, to actors, actresses, authors, athletes, and and all we,
1: genres of music. all genres
0: of music. We've also had from age nine to ninety one. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Yep it's it's kind of crazy, and it's and it's crazy that you may not know that the person. You're interacting with now might be a superstar later.
0: I mean, Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey.
2: Also, Britt Robertson. I don't know if y'all know the actress Britt Robertson, but she and I were in the same talent agency in South Carolina when she was, I think, 11, but she looked like she was eight. And we all (laughs) knew, we all knew she was going to be huge because looking much younger, but being able to speak so much more clearly
3: Mm -hmm. makes you
2: prime. And now she's had she started a couple of her own shows
3: and you know, the
2: circle and she was in the tomorrow world with George Clooney and she was in, she's been in tons of things. And it's like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I knew her once, but.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's so cool. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: Uh, Making music that people can feel and that that actually makes people yeah yeah it's kind of like my mission you know making music and entertainment that you know either gives people an escape from the world or makes them feel like they're not alone or like somebody else has been through that too or makes them have a great time just making real real music that's not just fluff but like actually says something or does something to you (laughs) yeah
1: Love that. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them?
2: Y'all are awesome. Also, if you love music, please, please, please buy music. Um, Even if you have a subscription (laughs) to like Spotify or whatnot, if you find an artist that you really love, find their album and download it or buy the physical copy either way, because that's the only way to keep music going, especially when the world's shut down. So
1: Yes, and music is so needed out there
2: imagine if the world that's what i always tell people i say people look down a lot of times on people following big dreams and i always the pandemic's a perfect example of this i always say imagine the pandemic if there weren't music
3: mm.
1: art yes
2: tv movies
1: mm-hmm.
3: mm.
2: so people look down on the people who are striving to get to that level However, can you imagine the world if those people didn't keep pushing through?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, and, and you watch Facebook a lot of times and, you know, people hate on the celebrities, hate on the actors, artists. If it's, you know, like, you know, you see people who... Maybe it's not their genre of country. And I'm like, you know what? Why does it have to be only traditional country? Why can't it be pop country, traditional country, Christian country? Yeah,
3: there's something you out know, there for everyone. I'm just a believer. I made my own genre. Yeah. <laughs> rock And
1: soul. Exactly, <laughs> We love
0: that. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. because I, I think that country music is a place for everyone. It is. And, you know. And music and,
2: in general is, is yeah. you know. Music exactly. in general is, is, is as well, I think. Absolutely.
0: So um, as we come to a close here, if you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her singing, and they have something special um, and, you know, they just feel this is what they're supposed to do with their life. What advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next few years?
2: I would encourage them to make sure they have a, a great voice coach and I would encourage them to make sure that they have like, if they they don't play an instrument, I would encourage them to learn to play an instrument and get a great coach. I think all the great athletes, all the great musicians still have coaches. Mm
3: -hmm. You don't
2: see a pro athlete without a coach. It's just because they've met the pinnacle of their career. They still have to have that. And I think that's the best way to stay healthy. And also, um, Dave Isaacs and Angela McQuiston and Liz Johnson and I all did a a like little TED talk kind of thing about staying healthy as a musician or as an entertainer, but Mm. also not letting little things stop you and not apologizing if you get hurt, making sure you take care of yourself before instead of just saying, oh, I have to take the next gig. I have to take the next gig, letting your body rest, (laughs) letting your body heal, addressing things so that they don't get worse so that you can be a lifelong musician or entertainer.
0: Definitely love that mm-hmm. advice. Great advice too. Because I, yes. I think sometimes people can get so overworked, that they don't realize it. And then and then they have to cancel a ton of gigs. It's better to just yep. do it in advance. Yeah. Heal the it's way you amazing. need to heal and, and do it right. Absolutely. So tell everybody how they can find you.
2: Yes. You can find me on amandapagecornette.com no Iron Page. You can also go to noionpage.com. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Amanda P. Cornette, Twitter, whatnot, uh, all the social medias. You can find my music on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Store, um, anywhere you can buy music. And if you go to my website, you can find the links to all of those as well. And stay in touch. You can shoot oh, me a message yeah. and I, I check my Instagram. So. I might not check it all the time, but I do check it when I check it.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And you know, we really enjoyed having you again on the show. Yes, and we for look forward to having you back down the road.
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. Oh, thanks you have so a great much day. for your
3: time today. Bye. Bye.